serving the greater Bone Gap area with common sense, conservatism, and Christian values. You found your way to the Bushels and Barrels program, and my oh my, are we glad you're here. Got a good show up up here in front of us, I think. As usual, I am joined by my most beautiful uh, garbage disposal cleaning bride. Say hello, Jessica. <laughs> hello, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's a mom water? Oh, vodka water. Did we vodka not water. put those people on the map this past I week? I think so. Yeah, I think so. There were a couple people who commented on that TikTok about ordering their first order of mom water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not for everybody. It's just kind of, it's just good. It's so good. Nicole and I got some in Florida. Yes, so. yes. And you know, mom water is uh, canned in Indianapolis, Indiana. It was actually developed in southern Indiana. I Oh, in southern Indiana? Yeah, that's right what their the website road. says. Really? Yeah, I'd like to reach out to them and see if uh, we can get some merch. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we, we went on Sunday Fun Day last week and uh, had a cooler full of mom waters. And uh, every single bar that we went into in Jasper County, Illinois... Uh, either Jess or Nicole would be getting done with a empty can and would just leave it on the bar to give them an idea like, hey, Nicole. you might want to stock this. I did. <laughs> I. That's funny. That's funny. Did Nicole you not did notice, it. Nicole? Did you not do that? No, I think okay. the one that I did have, I, I threw in the trash. And she's like, you're supposed to leave it on the table to drop a hint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I didn't do that, so... <laughs> I feel kind of awkward bringing in my own drink anywhere I go. So it's Jasper County bars. I don't know where. I it don't doesn't know. matter. Yeah, it was Nicole's birthday, so we were running around. That's right. Mm-hmm. Really good time. But yeah. For those of you who's not on TikTok, what it was was I got home from work last Friday, and uh, Jess started the story with "I think I messed up," <laughs> and this is before I pulled my phone out and started recording. <laughs> And that's when I decided, you know, maybe I need to record this. Well, and and so I recorded what I recorded. I mean, I was finding out as I was recording. It's not like we, not like I found out about all that stuff and then we reacted it. Yeah. It was straight up real life blind react. I really said, I'm still on vacation mode. I'd like a, I'd like a mom water to tell you the story about what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, go get a mom water. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really what they're called. And I, I enjoy them. They have like a, a, a slight taste, a slight hint of fruit. Yeah. And, um, but it tastes like water. It so is, what you did. like water. They're dangerous. What you did is you, you the, the TikTok do mm-hmm. it yourself network mm-hmm. uh, taught you how to clean the garbage disposal. Right. And it said, I missed the class in life where you're supposed to clean out your garbage disposal every few. I missed that class. I don't know how often you're supposed to do it, but I don't, I, the garbage disposal came with the house. So like I wasn't here when it got installed, nor did I read the instructions right, <laughs> or the manual or the maintenance. So, whatever. so what, basically this is how this worked. <laughs> This DIY that she saw on TikTok says if you want to clean out your garbage disposal, you just put ice in it and turn it on. Yeah. Uh, and run water. What they were, I, yeah. I, I believe the way they were, they meant to do it was you just put a few cubes in mm-hmm. and you let it go. And it'll clean it out. So. And that's all you need to do. In farming, we know we have a, a hell of an agricultural community that listens to this program. Mm-hmm. In farming, we spray maybe a quart, a quart and a half an acre of roundup to kill grass okay so 
That's your equivalent of just a few cubes. Okay. Well, when Jessica mixed up this spray load, she put the whole damn tote (laughs) in the load and then turned it and then went and sprayed, turned it on. I started with half. I started. But so instead of dropping one or two cubes in at a time, you just stuffed the damn thing full and turned it on. Actually, actually, back up. I, I Somebody's like, put eggshells in there. They work really good. And I'm like, okay, so I've got this pile of eggshells and I keep them for the garden and I keep them for other things. But I've got this pile. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to throw these these eggshells in the sink and it's supposed to clean it out and blah, blah, blah. And so that's what I did first. And I'm like, oh, crap something is wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's time I need to use that TikTok I found and I'm going to clean out the garbage. Oh, disposal. so you started with the... I told you that, but I think you missed that point. Yes. Oh, I thought you put the mm-hmm. eggshells in with the ice. Well, I mean, it was like immediately before that. Is that why you were saving all those eggshells? No, no. They're to add calcium to the garden, which is a thing, but... Oh, know. okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Jess makes hard-boiled eggs I don't know, once a week. Once a week. Mm-hmm. It's just a quick snack you can grab as you're walking out the door. Well, she saves these stupid eggshells, <laughs> leaves them on a paper plate, and they're just always sitting out. Well, I got in the uh, pantry the other day to get another box of coffee out, and there are these, I mean. It, <laughs> it's a pile. It, it's a huge pile of eggshells. They're good for other things, too. I, just, I don't want to just throw them away. And sometimes whenever I'm busy and I have other tasks to do, or I'm leaving the house and I've got my eggs peeled and I just set them on the huh. plate, and I just leave them. <laughs> okay, just sit them there. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh gosh! You well, know what else will add calcium to your garden? Lime. Lime. Mm, yes. Which I do have that too. So yeah. So nice. Why don't we just start throwing the eggshells away? Okay. Because one so, of these days they're going to get knocked over and they're going to go everywhere, all over the yeah, floor. That's what a vacuum's for. But yeah. anyway, mm-hmm. that was funny. Um, you had said that you were shadow banned on TikTok, and then all of a sudden your TikTok gets a million views. So that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I had reason. <laughs> we're not even going to go there. Not even going to talk about it. Oh, that's funny. It is really funny, though. Yeah. So I've had an interesting week. I mean, we've we've been busy getting back into the flow of things and office work, this and that. But um, I think I told everybody a few weeks ago that I was going to, I was approached with a with an opportunity to maybe do some training. So I had my first, like, knock off all the dust training session. It wasn't 20 minutes or so and with a very small group of people. And um, it went really well. And I think think we're going to do more of them. So, yeah. Sweet. So how'd it go? That's good. Tell me what you did. So I, I, what I did is I just made a presentation, a boring PowerPoint, and I had a bunch of notes. And let's talk about customer service in 2022 and what's it look like. And uh, pre-COVID versus during COVID versus after COVID and how terrible service is everywhere you go these days. And you're giving this this uh, speech to the... The Fair, chamber, yeah. Fairfield, Fairfield chamber. chamber of Commerce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's some business owners that's in this meeting. Right. Listening to you tell them about, hey, customer service is important. Yeah. And yeah. here's why. Because it's non-existent in 2022. So. Isn't that the truth, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. But you know what? Um Wendy, my gal pal, um, I'm lucky to have Wendy in my life, honestly, like she's, she's amazing. But so she, I, I send her over some things and I said, take a look at this and let me know what you think. And she tells me, she tells me, and she said, honestly, what you said about hygiene, because I said in, in my presentation, you cannot assume that people coming into the workforce to today, like this week, like this year, 
know anything about service, smiling, what courtesy looks like, what respect. You cannot assume that they know those things. You cannot assume Which is unbelievable. that they know how to take care of themselves. Yeah. As in hygiene, brush, brush your, teeth, your teeth, teeth every morning. Yeah. Every night, you know, whatever it is. Take a shower. Brush your hair. Yeah. Yeah. You can't assume that stuff. Show up presentable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it's not acceptable to wear your jeans down to your knees and walk around, you know, that, that type of thing. So, right. and if that is a standard that you have at your workplace, then you need to tell them that you can't assume they know. So, um, now, is there we, any, we chatted a lot, a lot about that. Is there any level of discrimination that a company could be opening themselves up to by saying, by telling someone, hey, you show up here, I expect your teeth to be brushed, your face to be washed, not to have body odor and your hair to be combed? No, if it's a, if it's a small business, they're not restrictive to those discrimination laws. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it just, you know, in today's society, everybody has the right to be offended about everything. Oh, sure. I Oftentimes mean, on someone else's behalf. Small businesses have a completely different rule um, for for working and employment versus a like a federal contractor, like a bank. You know, banks and larger companies... Um, businesses they have they 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 go by very restrictive rules and so they're therefore they yeah i i mean there's a lot they open themselves up if they're not open to everybody's but i mean even a bank (laughs) you look at the tellers they're always dressed nice i mean there's a there's been so i worked at banterra bank for five four or five years anyways um before i just stayed home but so at the end of my banking career, if you will, I was in HR and recruiting. Um, the dress code slacked off a lot. Really? Mm-hmm. It was up to that branch manager or that office manager's discretion. So you've got banks in, for Banterra, you had banks in St. Louis or you had banks in Evansville. Florida. Or, yeah, in Florida. They have an aircraft branch down there. Um, in... But in like, what's a, oh, the little bitty town, Cave and Rock. Yeah. You know, it's a very small branch. Sure. You, you see a lot of um, truckers, you know, truckers that, you know, truck owners, those. Sure. So, so it's not necessarily important for them to wear slacks and, you know, polos the every people single that day. Work there. The, the people that work because, in that bank. Because their yeah. clientele doesn't care anyway. Right, okay. right. So I, it's up to the branch manager. They moved to that type of mindset before COVID because I left in 2019. Um, I really think, that, I'm going to tell you something. I really think that was God's plan for us and our family because I would not have, <clears throat> excuse me, I would have not have went down quiet. <laughs> Yeah. For the mask mandate or the vaccine mandate, that, right. like ninety percent of their um, work in like their employment is vaccinated, and I I don't agree with somebody telling me what to do. So I would have I would have had a hard time with all that stuff. So I really think that God removed that from our lives, right? <laughs> so we didn't have the the stress of it. So I wish I, he would have removed me from the school board for all that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you were placed there. For, I think I was too. I think God had reason. me in the right place at the right time. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, we didn't have enough of you, in my opinion. You know, whenever you were going through your presentation the other day, and and customer service, I, it's something I 
It's something we don't like really think about on a day-to-day basis, but by God, you notice it whenever it's absent. Oh yeah. You know, and, and one of the things that you said while you were reciting your, your (laughs) spiel to me yesterday morning, you know, practicing up and getting ready that I found very profound customer service at a Walmart in Arkansas or, Mm -hmm. or Alabama or Mississippi, the South, what we would call the South, Mm -hmm. the customer service you would expect at one of those Walmarts versus a Walmart in suburban Chicago, Mm -hmm. suburban Chicago would be totally different. Absolutely. I will like in suburban. I mean, they're totally different here and we're considered kind of Southern. Yeah. Yeah. We're still in Illinois. But I mean, I, I could just see it. I could see walking in to a Walmart in Chicago and, uh, one of the people that worked there just be probably more piercings than you could ever imagine out, out of every orifice of their body. They're there because they want a paycheck, They're, but they don't want to be there. They don't want to I help mean, anybody. Okay, re- regarding the piercings, I think you see that in Arkansas too, but the, the hospitality is there. What do you think about piercings? What do you mean? I have my ears pierced. Okay, so like on TikTok, you see these people that uh-huh. have double nose rings. One of the rings goes through the middle part of their nose. It looks like a damn bull ring. I don't lips pierced, uh, like the area right above your chin going I'm, into your mouth. Pierced. I'm glad you don't have any piercings. I would have a problem with that. What do you? Okay, is there a stereotype <laughs> like if you came associated to me with said, a lot of that? If you came to me and said, "Babe, I'm going to get my belly button pierced," I'd be like, mm, "It's probably not a good idea." If I did. <laughs> That would be one hell of a big <laughs> belly button ring. I would have a problem with that. Were your ears pierced? I and now, now we circle back to my diet. <laughs> oh, gosh. How is your New Year's resolution I don't want to talk about okay. it. <laughs> I've slacked off for the summer getting up early, too. So As we're recording, um, I'm drinking a diet Mountain Dew, oh, so that'll help, right? Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I'm not a fan of it for me. I... I wish I would have listened to my mom a little bit more. Whenever I was younger, I decided, you know, at 19, I'm going to get my belly button pierced. I'm going to get my nose pierced. I'm going to do that. I'm going to run that. Did uh, you have just, a nose pierced? I did. You didn't know this? No. Oh, yeah. Twice. I got it pierced twice. Really? Mm-hmm. Like just through a nostril or through that middle piece? Yeah. So on the side of your nose? Just like a little bitty yeah. dot. Yeah. I mean, like Damn. barely, barely visible dot. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. But it was there. And I, I remember coming home to my mom and she cried. Yeah. Why would you do that to your body? Yeah. <laughs> but, but I did do that. I mean, I went through a time. I was a totally different person at 19 than what I am today or what I even was at 25. Well, at least a totally good, different person. The good thing about a piercing is you can take them back out. Like a tattoo is not near yeah, as easy. No. So. Laser t- treatments hurt. <laughs> You know this? <laughs> yes. Oh, geez. I'm not proud of some of the uh, decisions I made when I was a young adult. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. I got nothing against tattoos or piercings, mm-hmm. except for whenever, like, they are so over the top, it's distracting. Would you like it if I put a no- my nose piercing I in? would ask why anybody over the age of 30 has one. But oh. Yeah. Okay. I, I, well, it goes back to that being young thing. Okay. I just don't get it. Okay. I have never had a piercing of any sort. I have, well, I've been pierced before, but that's generally by a piece of wild farm equipment or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. I've been punctured, okay. but, uh, not intentionally. I didn't go any place to get one. I've never had a tattoo. Mm-hmm. You know, Frank Peter, my grandpa always used to say, you don't put a bumper sticker on a Rolls Royce. <laughs> 
And you are a Rolls Royce, let me tell you. Well, I'm work- I've am definitely got the Rolls taken care of. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. I think you're extremely attractive. Well, and thank I you. And I appreciate you not getting any piercings or tattoos. Yeah. I appreciate that okay. as your wife. Like... Now, that's not to say anybody out there listening, if you got a piercing or a tattoo, I'm going to judge you. Not at all. I mean, I know I would say you better not because your wife does. Right. And I would say probably (laughs) I would venture to say half the people I know have tattoos. Yeah. Whether they're visible or not. Right. You know, and it's no big deal, whatever. But like the people that get their face tattooed. It's like, who's that? I don't understand. Post Malone. Uh huh. Like, dude, you have so much talent. Why did you have to do that to your face? I don't know. I, I don't know either. But I don't know. Maybe we should call him and ask him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. Yeah. He'll probably email. Yeah. Hmm. No, interesting. No, I don't care if other people want to pierce their bodies all up and down there. It's hard to look at because I'm like, what I'm thinking about when someone is talking to me with like eyebrow piercings and stuff. Remember when those were a big fad? In oh, yeah. Like the 2000s, early 2000s. Um. All I'm thinking about is, my goodness, how bad did that hurt whenever you did that? I don't care what the conversation is about. I'm thinking about that piercing in the eyebrow above that that very thin skin. Ouch! Yeah. That's all I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about what in the world do you do when you have a snotty nose and that hook, you know, that bull ring is hanging there. What do you do? What happens if you get well, like when, a canker well, sore? You sneeze? Yeah. What happens when you get a canker sore and you've got that lip ring in and it's right there? That's got to hurt. You know, another thing, man, this conversation went way different than I ever dreamed it would here. But another thing, while we're here, Mm -hmm. have you seen those people? uh, They're not earrings. They're big circles in their earlobes. Called gauges. Gauges. That's right. Mm Mm-hmm. Those that why would you do that? Have you seen somebody that used to have gauges and took them out? And then they surgically had them fixed or no? Or they didn't get them fixed and their yeah, earlobe just them. hangs down to their shoulder? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've dated one guy in my entire life that had earrings. Both ears pierced. Not attractive. Gauges or just? They were bigger than like the regular earring that you buy. Yeah, they were they were considered gauges, but they weren't huge. Like every time I see somebody with those gauges in, this Uh is just me. But every time I see one, I think of the way we hook our dog Tucker Mm -hmm. up to his leash, Mm -hmm. and I just think of putting that in his ear. Ouch! (laughs) Like you ain't going nowhere. (laughs) Why do you think that? I don't know. It just looks like a good place to hook one of those things. (laughs) Okay, that's weird. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, that's I don't know. Okay, no, I have seen that, and it looks it looks like maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I know that I know that your body can adapt to like if you want them smaller, you can get them adapted. You know, get them smaller and go smaller. But yeah. I've seen them surgically put them back right. where they're supposed to go. But anyway, I also went to dinner um, with some some girlfriends of mine. When did you do that? Yesterday, last night. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. How'd I go? Um, it was terrible. <laughs> Really? It was terrible. I have these, um, what I thought were my best friends at a certain point. And let me, let me start this conversation. I am so glad. I think in December, whenever we started the show, I made a com- comment at some point in time and I said, I just prayed for some conservative girlfriends. I need conservative girlfriends. Yeah. And I, I prayed, God, just send me some women in my life that I, I would absolutely, I've got Nicole, I've got Sandy, I've got yeah. Wendy mm-hmm. now. Um, 
I am so thankful for the women in my life. I've got Emily and Amy down the road. You know, I've just got these normal people, these wonderful women who would do anything if I called them and I was in a bind or anything. They would do it for me. Right. I am one of the most loyal people you'll ever meet regarding anything. I am loyal to a brand, to a to the person that is in my life. Um, having conversations with people that you were close with. Were being the keyword. Yeah. Having those conversations about your belief system. Yeah. Um, almost being, I would say not verb, not, not like attacked, but almost like bombarded, cornered maybe. Because they're liberals. Just because of differences in opinions. Yeah. And different belief systems. And so I'm supposed to accept everything that they believe but they can't accept the way that i believe that is called a liberal yeah that's the way they work and it's the most it's the most um it was it was a very eye-opening discussion it was one of those discussions where like my mouth started getting really dry (laughs) and uh, my heart was beating oh good and i wasn't and i'm i'm glad the lights were low because i'm sure my face was red a little bit but at the same time like i I don't were know they where attacking this, you? I don't know where this came from. It was just I was Oh, I know where it came from. It was stating my opinion and my belief system, and I believe that God made man and woman and um, all the stuff we talk about here. I know where exactly. it came from. They're closet yeah. listeners of this podcast. You think? Absolutely. I doubt it. I don't I doubt it. But you know, um to feel like I may have been cornered, I think that's a good I think that's a good Well uh, it's two versus one, right? Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I have my belief system and I, you know, and I, those conversations I know are happening out there and have been happening out there. What about us? Just no. I mean, out there in the world, like people are having conversations with their liberal friends and then just, they're being completely cut off by these people because they're not open to anything other than their. Yeah. And somebody could say, well, Jessica, you're full of, you know what, because you're not open to everything. No, I'm, I'm. I'm friendly and nice That's to the thing. anybody. And if you want to believe the way you want to believe, sure, absolutely. We can agree to disagree, but not like in this conversation. It was almost hatred looking back at me. That is liberalism. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. Mm-hmm. Let's say that we'll just use old sleepy Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Let's say him and I know each other and we get in a conversation and he is uh, pro-choice and I'm Mm pro-life. And I will, till the day I die, say that the second that egg is fertilized, it's a human being. It's a baby. It's not an embryo. It's a baby. It's a human being. And he just disagrees with me up one side and down the other. To the point that he gets mad, kind of like your friends did with you. Mm. Like, just think you're an idiot. Mm -hmm. And I'm mad at you for you being that stupid. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, see, I, I, I don't think, I don't necessarily, I've, I've always said, I don't think liberals are really, some are stupid. Of course, there's some stupid conservatives too. Hell, I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. But, uh-huh, you didn't have to agree with that. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if Joe Biden's car was broke down on the side of the road, he, let's say he had a flat tire. Yeah. And, and two days preceding this, him and I had a pretty heated discussion about abortion. Mm-hmm. But I saw his 
car broke down the side of the road, needed help changing a flat. I'm the type of guy that would stop and help him change his flat tire. Yes. Regardless, regardless of, of his ideology yeah, and how yeah. screwed up I think he is. Yeah. A liberal, I, I contend a liberal won't do that. Because of the conversation that yep. you had prior. Yep. Yeah. That person's an idiot and I'm not going to help him. That's exactly the way I felt last night. There you go. That's exactly the way I felt. Yep. And it was so like, it almost like brought, I was, I was looking at this person having this conversation with me and there was so much hatred in the conversation, in the tone, in the, in the, how dare you believe this way? You have no right to even say this. And it's just my opinion. It's just my belief system. I'm not saying you're wrong or that I'm wrong. I'm just saying, you know, there is a man and a woman. There's an X and a Y chromosome. <laughs> and, and they want to argue with you about that. Yeah. That, like, uh, isn't that unbelievable? It's just, um, it, it, you know, it was just very eye-opening and, and heartbreaking for me. And um, it was a deciding line for me, honestly, because yeah. I will not put myself in that position again. There's no need to. No, because here I am trying to, I, and I thought everything was going great. Everything was fine up until the last like 40 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, half hour to to an hour. So it was it was. Well, I, I feel for you people, for everyone going through those conversations right now because I had that happen last night. Jess has had these friends for four or five years. Longer than that. Yeah. Longer than that. Okay. Yeah. I to- I told her. <laughs> I told her from day one. These people don't think like us. I'm just telling you. Mm-hmm. These people are woke. They're liberal. They they nice enough people. Don't get me wrong, but they're woke and they're liberal. And I like to go out and um, see the fancy things out in, you know, town and, and go to the nice places or go have a very nice dinner. Um, we all love that. We all have that in common. Um, but whenever you've got this foundation that's lacking or lack of foundation, yeah, there's a major problem there. And my mom's always told me, you know, the, it's hard. You don't have very much in common with them. And I'm like, well, I do because I like to go to the fancy stores. I like to walk into the Louis or the Gucci or whatever. And I like to see that stuff. Now, do I purchase? No. Would I like to at some point? Sure. Why? I don't know. I just want to. Right. And all the girls know what I'm talking about. But um, so we would all do that stuff together and have very nice meals together. And that's just something that we did. I mean, be a food snob for a weekend. Right. I love to do that and have girlfriends and stuff. And then I prayed really, really hard. God sent me some conservative women and he did. And he provided and showed me what good girlfriends look like. And now I'm like, I don't have any, these women have no loyalty towards me at all. No. And there's, there's no sense in keeping that, But you, you know. You know, so. like last week in the podcast, mm-hmm. I said, I said, I, I don't want to cancel Democrats. I don't want to cancel what they have to say. Yes. I want them to speak. Yeah. Because I am, I'm not worried about what they have to say. Uh I'm right. Most of the time when it comes to moral issues, I'm on the right side of God. That's where I want to be. That's where you want to be. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to change my mind. Mm -hmm. They can't handle that. Right. So therefore, they want to shut you up, not engage you in conversation to try to, you know, change your mind, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. By me yeah. saying that a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl does not mean I wish death on anyone. It doesn't mean I want to destroy their life. Yeah. What I'm doing is I'm protecting my family's exactly. life. Exactly. I don't think it's healthy and I don't think God wants uh, another male in a female bathroom. Right. Changing in front of people. I, I just mm-hmm. don't. 
There was a, speaking of, speaking of this changing, there was an 80 year old woman who got kicked out of a YMCA because there was a grown man who identified as a woman inside, naked and inside this locker room of a YMCA. And there were children in there. So this 80 year old grandma says, get out of here. You don't belong in here. Get going. She gets kicked out and ousted of the YMCA. I read that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. The 80 year old grandma got kicked out of the YMCA. Yes, because the YMCA took took side to this man in this woman's restroom. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I shared that story with my friends there at dinner last night, or I should say at dinner last night, I told that story. Hmm. That's an interesting story. Yeah. Well, well tell know- me how, how messed up, and you want to know what I really want to say. How effed up is it for people to even be confused about that? Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. We've, we've, I shared my story with my father last night on my way home or on my way to pick Alden up. Shared your story about your dinner, this this dinner situation. And he said, Jessica, people have to deny absolute truth. What is absolute truth? Absolute truth is that there is a God and that absolute truth is there is only male and there is only female. There's not, oh, maybe God messed up. Right. Or maybe something is wrong and we've got to change it. Yeah. Once you deny that absolute truth, then you have zero foundation. Everything is fair game. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. You have nothing to stand on. Yep. That's exactly right. So, I mean, and, and that was so profound to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so good. And I should have, and I should have said that, but I think I was well, you, maybe a little bit when, taken back by. When you're caught off guard, yeah. you're not ready for that. You're with yeah. people that generally, you know, your conversation doesn't necessarily go that direction. And if it does, it's okay. Like usually yeah. I felt like my, my viewpoint was respected, Yeah. but in, in reality it wasn't and it has no place in their life and that's okay. Right. That's okay. I'm just not going back. See, that's the reason <laughs> that I hang around with people that I match predicates with. Oh. You know, I, I, I hang around people that's conservative, most generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and if a liberal doesn't like that or doesn't like the way I think, they might be listening to this podcast right now and just totally disagree with whatever I have to say. And you know what I tell them? Tough shit. Yeah. Don't care. Yeah. You know what? I don't hang around with you anyway. I'm right. not going to hang around you. I don't mm-hmm. care what you think. And if you do want to have an intellectual conversation, come at me with it. I would yeah. love to have one. Yeah. And I can do it in a polite manner. I don't have to cuss sure. you out to do it. Sure. But you know what? If you think you're going to take your ideology and shove it out, my, shove mm-hmm. it down my throat, you can go to hell. Yeah. You know? You know, another thing that came up was the question of what agenda are you think, do you think is, I said, you know, I don't care if somebody wants to be gay. I don't care if somebody wants to trans. If they want to transition into something else that they're not, if they want to transition to a dog, that's fine. I don't care. Here's what I do care about. When Nickelodeon is on the television and that LGBTQ and gay pride stuff come across there as a commercial or inside of one of the the cartoons that Alden watches. That's when I care. Don't push that agenda on my son, my three-year-old, four-year-old son. It's confusing enough to get him to say yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. Now to try to confuse him and push an agenda. And the question posed to me was, what agenda is that? It's confusing a child about their sex or about procreation, like, uh, male or female, like, eh, it's okay if you, if you marry a, another man, because that's what being gay is. And that's not okay for me to confuse Alden with. Like, I'm not okay right. with that. That is an agenda in my opinion. And Yale just came out with a study and, um, their, their psychologists are doing medical intervention 
gender hormone therapy on three-year-olds, three to 25-year-olds. I listened to that interview from Epoch Times yesterday. If you're a subscriber, you can listen to that. But, I mean, outrageous. Yeah. That's an agenda. You can't tell me that it's not. Yeah. I mean, I, is that does that make sense to outside people? Does that make sense to people who don't think like I do? I don't see how they can defend. Well, they can't defend it. Yeah. They, they, there's, there's no rhyme or reason. They can't. Matt Walsh. Uh-huh. That what was that show that we watched? What, what is, is a, a woman? woman? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's an excellent, excellent little documentary movie, whatever you want to yeah. call it, by Matt Walsh. What is a woman? Everybody needs to watch that. Absolutely, you're gonna laugh. I mean, I thought whenever I went into it to watch it, it was gonna piss me off. No, it made me laugh really hard. Yeah, because I mean, he just acts. He asks normal questions, simple questions, common sense, and these questions. people can't answer them. Right. It's like what the hell, Ryan. If I were to ask you what is a woman, what would you say? Uh, a woman, a woman is a a human being that has the capability to bear children. Okay. Naturally, yeah. Naturally has the capability to bear children. In other words, you're born with ovaries and a uterus. Yes, and and, and breasts to feed, you menstruate, and you yeah. do all the things that women, women do. do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's from God. Mm-hmm. End of story. I have a cousin who's trans, and his name I'm not, I'm not even going to share. Um, but here's here's how messed up this is, and this is a this is a conversation that I had last night at dinner. Also, this man has turned into this woman, or is trying to live the life of a woman, and is raising a a ten year old child now alone, single. Maybe, maybe single, maybe he got married to a, to a woman or a man. I don't recall, but. But this 10 year old kid is from. But this 10 year old. Whenever he was a man. A man and had. And married. Yes. Yeah, yes. So to he, a woman. Yes. And had a baby naturally. Mm-hmm. So yeah. biologically, this, this is her father. Okay. Yes. This 10 year old's father has transitioned. I cannot to, imagine. But I said, you know, this man has transitioned to a woman. But when this, this little girl says mommy daddy <laughs> this man abandoned his child is what he did he abandoned the well-being but think of about child. that conversation whenever that child has to go in and say i've i think i'm starting my period that dad who transitioned to a woman will never be able to say honey this is what you're going to expect this is what you do yeah. This is what you need to take to prepare yourself for this. The time is coming up soon because th- your body is changing. These if, are these are the things you these are the steps you take. And then if if something happens, there's an accident or whatever. I mean, it's 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 horri- horrifying for a child, a yeah. little girl. I was there. Like I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Right. You have no idea, Ryan. Most women, every woman knows. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, there would be no way that How's, I could ever explain that if you and I had a daughter. Yeah. Ever explain this is this is where I would have to call my sisters or mm-hmm. my mom or you know. But to pretend that you do, but yeah, to is act so like screwed that I, up. Yeah, to play to try to play up. that part is stupid. Yeah, I, I just child abuse is what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and. Oh, why can't, you know, if, if this 10 year old is, is in, I I believe that she will probably call this her, her biological father, her mom, you know, mom. And if she, she grows up and she wants to have a family of her own and gets pregnant, like that mom, dad, 
is never going to be say going to say, hey, this is what you know um, it feels like to have what's it called sciatica or you know this is what it feels like to have your body getting ready for birth and you know your your baby's moving inside of you and it's the most amazing feeling in the world like he he's gonna have no idea yeah <laughs> so to pretend that he would it's a joke yep it's a joke and yep. tell me how that makes sense or to maybe, anybody yeah yeah i just it, <sighs> i don't i don't i don't buy into all of this trans stuff I don't, I don't buy, buy into, into it. any of it. Yeah. None. No. It's a joke. And for people who are trained, I think it's a mental, it's a major mental thing. Yeah. Mental and once again, on. if somebody disagrees with me on that, if, if, if a person wants to do that, that's fine. As long as they don't affect other people. Yeah. Whenever your dad turns into a woman, whenever you're four years old, five years old, mm-hmm. how confusing can that be to that poor child? I know. You know, I... I don't have a problem if somebody wants to do it if they don't have kids. I don't have a problem if they, if they want to do it inside their own house or go to wherever those type of people hang out. Mm-hmm. But the second they start bringing it to school, the second they start trying to force it down your church's throat, the second they try to bring it to every function mm-hmm. and want you to accept it, well, you know, go to hell. I'm not going to listen to it. Yeah. And if you don't want to be my friend and you think I'm an asshole for telling you to go to hell because I'm not going to support that lifestyle... So be it. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Stay away from me if you don't like it. That's your freedom. Right. Just like my freedoms to call you out on it. Right. There's just no, there's no found. I think, I think that there's a big, there's a bigger issue with lack of foundation. And you know, I was attacked for my Christianity also. Last night? Yeah. 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 So what gives these people who do <laughs> not, I'm, I'm absolutely, and I could be wrong. I'm 95% right. They, neither of them probably have too close of a relationship with God. Well, it's so not what my, gives it's not them my the position damn, to judge anybody's relationship. You know with what Jesus. I've said about judging? What? We all judge. Well, I yeah. get so sick of hearing people tell me, well, you can't judge. No bullshit. You can. We judge every single day. Okay. Wait a second. Now, this if these people have a relationship with Jesus, that's between between them and Jesus. I'm not here to sit and say they don't have a relationship with Jesus and they're going to hell. I didn't you know say what? that. My, I did not say that. I'm just saying that's what a lot of people, that's how a lot of people view things. That is not the way that I view this. Right. I want everybody and every, everybody and their mom to go to heaven. Okay. Period. I, I that's all, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Boy, you put the brakes on that quick. That's all I have to say because I'm not here to judge all anybody. All I'm going to say or, is I'm not going to let somebody who I don't think has too close of a relationship with God tell me anything mm. about Christianity. That's a good point. It's a great point. Ever. Mm-hmm. Now, am I perfect? Hell no. I'm a sinner just like everybody else. Right. Me I'm, too. I'm just as flawed as anybody. Right. But I am not going to let somebody attack my faith mm-hmm. just because I'm flawed, especially whenever the person that's attacking me it's pretty easy to see doesn't have any faith. Well, I mean, it's, I think that, I think that looking at someone and judging a person by their fruit that they bear, meaning are they joyful? Do they give you joy? Are they, are they showing light? Are they giving you encouragement in life? Does that, you know, the value added relationship, those there's, there's the fruits of people and I t- I've struggled with this for two years, Ryan, of, of the the fruits that I haven't gotten from these relationships that I experienced last night. And yesterday I closed that book. Good for you. you. Know, I just There's nothing wrong with that. 
it's it's really unfortunate because I thought that I thought that it was different, but I think that that was my confirmation. Yeah. <laughs> I know that that was my confirmation that you know what I don't know that you know I don't know. Yeah, light and dark don't mix. <laughs> and I'm not. That's just my that's my viewpoint on how yesterday went. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you want to get some there's headlines? my vent. Yeah, there's my vent. I'm that's sorry. Yeah. Okay. What headlines do you have for us today? Are you ready to get started I, on something other than Jessica's drama? <laughs> are you ready? I think so. Let's do it. Well, I mean, we can we can do it. Let's okay. start with the news. All right. The news. What's what's this? I have it's no gone. idea. What is up your sleeve? Gone. Gone. Who's gone? gone. Besides those two friends of yours. Oh. Train gone like yesterday. You know who's gone. Oh, Liz man. Cheney. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And when you said that, I just wanted to let everybody know I did kind of shed a small tear just because I'm heartbroken a little bit. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not but going not back about, down that path. No, not about Liz Cheney, though. But we you, are celebrating. About your former friends yeah, or your yeah, yeah. acquaintances. Whatever yeah. you want to call it. Liz Cheney lost her primary. On Tuesday. We are shouting hallelujah. Oh, my gosh. What a joke. If there was ever a rhino, as she she, is it, one. she fits the bill. She's actually at the top of that rhino list. Yeah. She's like hashtag number one. You know, I was, I was texting <laughs> one of my buddies here on Tuesday morning because, you know, we were all kind of looking forward to the Wyoming primary and the Alaska primary. And I was just like, man, in Alaska, if we could get rid of Lisa Murkowski mm-hmm. and get rid of Liz Cheney in the mm-hmm. same day. Yep. That's like Christmas in August. Yeah. And we didn't get rid of Murkowski, but at least we got rid of Cheney. But, you know, leave it to the liberal media. CNN headline, <laughs> in Cheney's loss, Biden has an opportunity. Like, even that one stumped me. I okay. was like, where would yeah. Biden have an opportunity okay. here with Cheney losing? Sure. And this guy, man, he thought outside the box. Let me read to you what okay. he said. As a conservative with a dynastic name who, in this hyperpartisan climate, wields uncommon and genuine respect on both sides of the aisle, right there, that scares me. Uh, okay. What? <laughs> dynastic? Uh, of a, being of a dynasty. Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, the Cheneys, yeah. the establishment. We're done with staters. those people. Uh, well, that's... Yeah. See, that's exactly what I think. I think okay. by Cheney getting ousted... And then we have Basically, the word. It, it put the Bush Cheney deep state they establishment go. assholes. See ya. They go. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I think happened. Yeah. Ultimately. Yes. But anyway, this guy says, uh, this said Cheney would be a valuable addition to the Biden administration. The president should appoint her as a cabinet level czar on election integrity <laughs> and the preservation of democracy once her term is up in January. I see her face. Oh. C- creating this post would allow her to continue the work she so ad- adroitly... Okay, I got to start this one over. These people... No, here's here's the thing. They use all of these intelligent words that make absolutely no sense and they just throw them in a sentence to make you really confused about what they're talking about and make you think they're smart right (laughs) and all they're saying is liz cheney will be good for the biden admin at a cabinet level because well here's the word i've never even heard of this word a-d-r-o-i-t-l-y yeah i don't know 
I have, you want me to look it up? I know. I don't care okay. that much. Okay. <laughs> but anyway. A D R O I T L Y. I have never heard of that word in my life. Okay. In a clever or skillful way. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. She's well, she's clever is what they're saying. I beg to differ. <laughs> she's skillful. I beg to differ. <laughs> I think she's where she's at because of her last name, but I digress. <laughs> so this guy goes on to say that uh, Liz could could uh, fight against the violent and pseudo-autocratic undercurrents that have seeped into conservative politics and pose a real existential threat to our democracy. We don't want elections stolen. No. It, that's conservative politics. Um, how, how far outside the box was this guy thinking, though? Have Cheney be a cabinet-level czar on election integrity. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Well, did you hear any of her concession speech? You know what? No, I did not because I don't have time for her. But I did see that her dad made a terrible ad against Trump oh, in yeah. support of Liz Cheney. Before before the election. Yes. You know what got me is we saw that on Fox News in the morning. Fox News broadcast throughout the nation. Why in the hell is Dick Cheney making an ad for a Wyoming pro- primary on mm-hmm. national TV? They're hoping that you, Ryan Peter, believe that ad from Dick Cheney and you call your family up in Alaska, say, hey, you need to vote for wherever she's at, Wyoming. Maybe so. (laughs) Maybe, maybe that's a far stretch. But anyway, in her concession speech, she had so much money they needed to they needed to spend it somewhere. So they bought that ad on Fox. Yeah, Yeah. probably. Yeah. But they got more money than I got, obviously. Mm. But anyway, in her concession speech, she compared herself to Abraham Lincoln and said that, you know, Abraham lost his battle, his first run for the Senate, lost his first run for the House, but he ended up president. So she's comparing herself. Won the most important one. Yeah. Yeah. Won the most important one. So a lot of people are thinking that's kind of her hinting she might run for president. Nothing like a per, an incumbent from a, a Republican incumbent from the reddest of red states, Wyoming, losing in a primary by 40 points, still being so, I don't know if it's arrogant or just flat-ass stupid or a combination thereof, to think that you could run for president and people's going to vote for you. <laughs> On a national scale. Tell me the elections are rigged without telling me the elections are rigged. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> but you know, when you're, she compared herself to Abraham Lincoln, who was a, a terrific president. You know, Lincoln saved the slaves from the Democrats who were pro-slavery, right? Mm-hmm. Liz has joined forces with the Democrats. Liz is part of the Confederate. We are the Union. Mm. how in the hell what kind of convoluted way of thinking makes you think that somehow or another we're not going to pick up on the fact that honey you ain't like abraham lincoln um i think that i think they are so far out there they have no touch of reality like no real life not at all honestly i really think that that's what what's going on here yeah and and why do they keep calling our our constitutional republic a democracy? Right. Why is that? Why does everybody call it a democracy? I don't know. I don't you know. You don't. You hear that yeah. music again? Yeah, she got. I gone. just that was your she first gone. and your last <laughs> Liz Cheney update. Enjoy it. <laughs>
good. Next headline, Biden revives biggest offshore oil and gas lease sale in U.S. history. Did you hear about this? Uh, vaguely, this but I don't know the, what. This is part of the IRA, the Inflation uh. Reduction Act, that's going to do the exact opposite. Exact opposite, but whatever. Yeah. When President Joe Biden signed the IRA into law August 16th, his signature opened the door to reinstating the largest oil and gas lease sale in U.S. history, which has been blocked by a court because of climate impact concerns. This is in the Gulf of Mexico, and it's 81 million acres of explorable earth that is believed to have some pretty big oil and gas reserves Mm -hmm. okay plenty of other drilling going on out there and or has went on i'm not sure about currently a lot of oil is produced in the gulf of mexico i mean that's the reason they're always worried about hurricanes coming up through there and taking some of those wells offline Mm -hmm. you know and then Mm -hmm. there'll be an oil shortage short-term spike of gas prices things like that well i guess by him signing this ira uh now they they it looks to me like they're gonna Accept the bid for whoever bought it, the rights to drill. I, I, I don't know what the hell to make of this. Here's the couple things that I've thought. Okay. We've heard Biden say more than once, eight years from now, fossil fuels will be done. No, we won't even need them. Okay. Eight years from now. Does this man really think fossil fuels will be over in eight years? Basically, meaning this area will never be drilled and developed. So who cares if we give it to him? It's makes it look like I'm trying to get more energy out of the ground, but I really don't care because in eight years nobody's going to invest in it because in eight years fossil fuels will be over with. I mean, does he think that? I, I'm trying to decide why in the hell this even made it in there and he signed it. I don't know. You know, here's the other thing I thought: just because you get the lease, don't mean you get the permits to drill, right? You know, did you look up the active lease list or no, active drilling? No, I, permit I, I list? didn't look yeah. it up. You realize in the but article. Did, okay. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I, didn't he cancel all of that whenever he first got into office? That was like one of the first things that he did along with the pipeline, like canceling the pipeline. This will be the first oil and gas lease that Biden has granted since he's become president. Okay, yeah. So everything that Trump had going going on, he canceled all that whenever yeah. he got in office or was sworn To put in. it into contrast, yeah. mm-hmm. when when Obama got into office, Grant, he was there for eight years. Yeah. He granted, I, I read it in an article, and don't mark my words 100%, he granted an astronomical amount of leases really? for drilling. Yeah. Like, is it... This is going to sound awful. It was either in this article, it said either 300 or 800. I can't remember. How, okay. That's how many leases that he granted to okay. allow oil companies to go explore. Like Trump, Trump didn't even do half of what Obama did. Really? In his four years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for whatever reason, I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. But like Obama was, by all intents and purposes, kind of looked like he was like, go drill. Yeah. You know, we need oil. I realize this. Oil man good. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Oil man bad, but we need oil. Yes, yes. Uh, Biden, just like oil man bad, we don't need oil. In eight years, we're not going to need it anymore, which is just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, okay. But anyway, I I, I read that headline. I, I, I don't know what to make of it besides the fact that either he really is stupid and thinks, well, these oil companies know they're going to be doomed here in eight years, so they're never going to invest in this property anyway, or... Hey, here's your lease, but I'm not going to give you a permit to drill. Ooh, okay. It's mm. one of the two. This mm. is not. This is not a good. This is not, in my opinion, it can't be good. There's, this man doesn't do good. Yeah. You know. Mm. Well, the next 
like two stories down after I read that headline, Biden administration, Wall Street impede on new oil and gas investments. Huh. Well, here's your lease, but we're going to do everything we possibly can to keep you from getting the money to go explore. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm thinking out loud here. I'm not saying that's what's happened. I'm just trying to put two and two together here. And reading part of this, as Democrats in Congress prepare to allocate $369 billion via the Inflation Reduction Act to subsidize electric cars and wind and solar energy, turn the page over here. The old Rush, the old Rush Limbaugh page flick. Yeah. America's oil and gas producers face an uphill battle. A shrinking supply of capital, a hostile regulatory environment, and shortages of materials and labor are creating significant hurdles against new drilling. I don't want subsidies for our industry. We don't need subsidies in our industry. Chris Wright, CEO of Liberty Energy, told the Epoch Times, We just don't want barriers standing in the way of us providing the energy that Mm -hmm. people around the world want and need. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. spoken like a true American. I don't want subsidies. I don't want to be propped up by the taxpayers. And I I don't want red tape either. That's right. Get out of my way. Get the hell out of my way and let me do what I'm good at doing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, I love this. Because some of these big banks have pledged to not loan money to oil exploration, production, drilling, everything. Right. Like J.P. Morgan Chase, the yeah. Bank of America, Citibank, Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley. These are huge banks. These yeah. aren't your mom and pop, you know, uh, Banteras. These aren't your mom and pop small community banks. These are big ass banks. Yeah. They yeah. have tons of capital. Yeah. Well, in West Virginia, they got fed up with this crap. You got to remember, West Virginia is all coal. I mean, are mostly coal and a lot of gas. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, th- this, uh, let's see here. Who was it? The Virginia State Treasurer, Riley Moore, announced that J.P. Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs, BlackRock, Morgan Stanley, and Wells Fargo would be placed on a restricted financial institution institution list because they are engaged in boycotts of fossil fuel companies, according to new state law, and are no, no longer eligible to enter into state banking contracts. Mm. West Virginia's fighting back. This needs to happen everywhere. Absolutely. You know, you you want to try to do things to destroy our economy in our state? Well, we don't have to do business with you. Right. right. I love that. Mm-hmm. Imagine how many community banks might be helped by that one deal right there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because community community banks i mean most of that's all just money that's in your community so it's helping them anyway mm-hmm. but i i don't know this guys this this war on oil it's in the long run i think it'll be good for me because i make oil and sell it yeah it's going to make oil prices go up you keep just trying to quash everything associated with energy coming out of the ground i mean <laughs> From from the investing in it to the actual getting a permit to drill, you start taking all that away. All that's left is whatever's out here producing. Mm-hmm. And all oil wells, every single one of them, from the day they first come on pump to the last day, they're on a decline curve. It made 40 barrels this week per day. Next week, it might only make 38. The week after that, it might only make 36. And the decline curves are all different. Some mm-hmm. of them take a long time other ones it makes 40 barrels this week and it's down to five in two weeks from now mm-hmm. and then boom 
Now, if you want more oil, you got to go drill for it. Well, if they're not giving you permits, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there's your uh, oil and gas update. I can't recall. Did we talk about the IRS agents being armed last week? Yes. Like being armed? Yeah. That is just... It, it you remember whenever I had my audit? Yeah. Oh, a lady, yeah. A lady by the name, I'm pretty sure her name was what? Mary Meadows? Mary, uh-huh. Mary Meadows. Uh -huh. She's she's from the St. Louis area. This was before we got married, the year before we got married. Yeah. Yep. And my oil company got audited. For what reason, I still don't know, and obviously they don't tell you why. But Mary Meadows, a very nice lady. Very nice lady. And I was super nice to her. You know, there's, there's a perceived strategy you can use against an IRS audit. <laughs> You know, there's no law that says the IRS auditor gets to sit in your house in yeah. the air conditioned comfort or the <laughs> heated comfort. And ours took place, was it in February uh, or March? Oh, I don't remember when they actually came. I'm pretty sure it was cold yeah. outside. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I, yeah. I, I think I've it heard, was. February. I've heard stories of farmers around here who's been audited that, like, yeah. here's my shoebox full of receipts, mm -hmm. and out there is the barn. <laughs> and here's a table. And, and a here's chair. a table and a chair, and it's not heated. <laughs> <laughs> and that that agent stayed here, you know, but people will set them outside for a long time, right? Yeah. Well, right. I, I invited the agent into our dining room where uh -huh. it's warm. Uh -huh. I was super nice. You know, it's yeah. it's like I, I see what one guy's doing, trying to like make it so uncomfortable for this IRS agent that uh -huh. like just going to leave you alone. I'm not going <laughs> to sit out here in 10 degree weather and do yeah. this. Yeah. Or the other thing is, is, hey, you want to want to box of cookies you want mm -hmm. milk you want can i get you anything you know mm -hmm. try to be real nice so they know that like you're not an asshole yeah i don't know which is the better one all i know is at the end of my audit they they owed me like two thousand three hundred dollars <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they haven't been back since no and i haven't been audited again <laughs> but yeah oh. mary meadows uh -huh. no reason that she would ever in my opinion need to carry a gun no I, I don't get that. Why are they wanting to arm these people? Well, we, we I think we all know why. It's intimidation. Well, you know, that there's a video floating around. I don't know if you've seen it of the FBI agent. They have the FBI or, um, yeah, they have FBI shields on. <clears throat> the, um, the, the... Bulletproof thing? Yes. Yeah. The, the vests. Yeah. But they are teaching these accountants, the, IR, the new IRS agents, how to use their guns. Have you seen the video of this? I think I read something. Oh, it's ridiculous. It. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. It's like a it's like a youth hunters course of kids just laughing at each other and you're going to jail, you know, oh with their gosh. with their guns. It's re I mean it's it's comical, but it's real, I guess. Um I just find that very and I think about us as small oil producers and small farmers. What is going to happen? when they, they come into our home and they are armed, but I can't be armed because of a concealed carry license? I don't know how that works. Why in the world would they be armed walking into my home? Because at that point, I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> I agree. Mm. I do agree. Yeah. So, hmm. Okay. okay. Uh, headline, lab rat offspring got rib malformations after COVID vaccination. This is from Moderna's trial documents. This is not from Ryan Peter and the Bushels and Barrels program. This is not conspiracy theory. This is from the horse's mouth. Moderna trial documents. Moderna documents regarding S their... Co what? Side note. Go ahead. 
Moderna has an ad running on TikTok right now. Okay. mRNA vaccines will change the future of health. Okay. And cancer and all the things. Yeah, so whatever. Every time I open up TikTok, it's showing this Moderna mRNA vaccine and then and then was the next TikTok about a woman who took the vaccine (laughs) and got horrible eczema all over her body and can't Uh, get rid of it yeah i've seen because i've seen those Mm -hmm. yeah go on i'm sorry moderna documents regarding their covid vaccine trial on animals obtained via a foia request by judicial watch showed that some of the offspring of rats that were injected with moderna's mrna shot developed rib malformations well that's exciting isn't that? No, it's not exciting. Jeez. I, just, I don't. Headline. <laughs> U.S. State Department issues kidnapping advisories for Americans in Mexico. It's rough down there. The U.S. Department of State issued an advisory warning Americans uh, warning Americans about an increase in kidnapping going on in Mexico amid heightened cartel violence in several areas. Violent crimes such as homicide, kidnapping, carjacking, and robbery is widespread and common in Mexico, the State Department said Wednesday in its notice. I don't think I want to go to Mexico, do you? No, 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 nope. U.S. government employees may not travel between cities after dark. Oh, okay. (laughs) May not hail taxis on the street and must rely on dispatched vehicles, including app-based services like Uber and regulated taxi stands. Hmm. Weird. Okay. Leave it to me to find the irony in everything, right? Yeah. So the State Department is issuing issuing a kidnapping advisory if if you go to Mexico, right? Okay. The government issues travel warnings all while allowing these same criminals to enter the United States via the southern border. So we're going to warn you if you go down there, you might be kidnapped. But we're not going to warn you when these assholes come across the southern border, you might be kidnapped. Uh, It's the same damn people. It is. Yeah, you're right. When is it going to stop? I don't know. When is it going to stop? Have you heard about the people getting put, like they're, they're... They're getting fentanyl on their hands and dying or having poison. Fentanyl's get, a big, big deal right now. Yeah, they're they're like touching their car handles and like going to the hospital because they're they're becoming paralyzed. No, what? Yeah, yeah. So people are like poisoning like napkins or um, tissues and stuff, and then like putting them on a a door or a car door handle or like the dust um, of it or something. An actual napkin. Yeah is placed somewhere on something that somebody touches, like a handle, like a okay. door handle. The napkin itself is. The napkin itself, whatever handle. Somebody's going to have to touch it to to get the door open, whether that's a mall door or a car door or your home. Gas pump. Your front door. Yeah, a gas pump, whatever. Whatever kind of handle. Um, and they're like, all of the stories I've seen have been like, my fingers start tingling. Because it has fentanyl dust on the and napkin. then I am in the ER. Is I don't that right? know. Yeah, something like that. Some some people have said I don't know what kind of poisoning it was, but I touched something and now I'm poisoned and I just about died. But uh, yeah, huh? Mm-hmm. No, I it's never going heard on that. right now. Yeah, you know something I remember. Isn't that evil though? Like, why would totally. you just want to dust poison on something to kill somebody? Why this, would you, Why would anybody this do is that? Probably twenty years ago. I remember hearing. I don't think I was reading the story back then, but I remember hearing about 
uh, somebody taking needles, hypodermic needles, oh. that had HIV, uh, HIV user used, uh-huh. and taping or gluing them to gas pumps. Really? And a person would walk up to the gas pump and grab the gas nozzle to fill their car up, and it would poke them. Really? And they would get HIV. I think I vaguely remember hearing about this phenomenon. Yeah. 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 I, Why do people do stuff like that? Evil. <laughs> it's just evil. And I, I can't, I, you know, for next week's program, I might try to look that back up. Okay. To clarify so, that. Do you think that they're actually thinking with their mind or you think that they're just going with whatever high they're on? I don't know. Jeez. I, I don't know why anybody would do it. But, yeah. you know, fentanyl right now, I, and I've been meaning to have this discussion with my 17 year old who, as far as I know, is completely clean, but I don't know. And I, I know that kids aren't perfect, but as far as I know, he's completely clean, but Getting into his younger 20s, mm-hmm. he's going to be at parties or things like that where I'm sure there's going to be bad stuff there, whether he knows it or not, and peer pressure and things like that. You know, you've heard of that, like now, kids getting addicted to painkillers. Mm-hmm. Well, now these painkillers are coming across the southern border. They're laced with fentanyl. One mm-hmm. pill will kill you. Right. You know, I, I've been meaning to have that discussion with them. Just, dude, don't Just do stay it. away from it. Stay yeah. away from that it's crap. It's not worth it. Even no matter how much how much peer pressure you have Mm -hmm. stay away from that Mm -hmm. drink some beer just don't do that kind of crap try to wait till you're 21 but you're also not stupid yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah don't just take pill i mean don't take pills anymore that you just think oh well it's it's a legit uh opioid yeah don't do that no more (laughs) no no because, hell, I just saw an article, or not article, a story this morning. They, they're they coloring them like sidewalk chalk. They're making them, they're making them look like basically Skittles. Mm-hmm. And just making them look like candy. It's coming across our southern border. Yeah. From originating in China. China. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of China, did you hear about the Catherine, Catherine Engelbrecht story? No. Okay. So, on Flashpoint this week, I actually shared it to my Facebook, which I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Telegram all the play, truth social um so on fate on flashpoint this week they they had katherine engelbrecht greg phillips and her used data um tra- tracing and that's where they originated all of the 2000 mules those are the two people on 2000 mules then greg and katherine engelbrecht were the people that came up with the 2000 mules yeah data and then they turned it dinesh d'souza turned it into the 2000 mules movie right okay so last weekend, they had Greg Phillips and Catherine had a an event somewhere in Arizona, and they called it the pit. So from what I'm gathering is they shared information. They invited 150 like influencers of the truth movement, like America First Truth Movement. Just getting even if they're not maybe Trump supporters, they just want the truth and to share it with their audiences. So they had this pit event. 150 influencers or journalists. And <clears throat> I was really upset that you didn't get an invite, but that's okay. We didn't reach out to them. So <laughs> they share this information that the data that they have received, actually it pinged back to China and the servers in China, which under China law, if it's on their servers, it is now China's data. Okay. That's according to the CCP, the Chinese communist party. Sure. And guess where that server is in China? I don't know. Wuhan. Oh, BS. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. 
So I know it sounds like a crazy story, but what, from what I'm gathering from Catherine, and this being is on, on the Victory Flashpoint. News Channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Flashpoint. Yeah, yeah, and it's oh, all that's credible. And they had the Epoch Times senior journalist there, Josh. Yeah, and he said, "Tell me how the FBI is holding up all of this stuff from us. Tell me how I can verify this on my own, or how all of us, you know, journalists can go out on our own and, and do our own research to find out this information." She said, "It's out there. It's just very, very hard to get it." She said, "This is my first public interview about the situation here's where it gets crazy okay so the data servers are in wuhan china mm-hmm. which we've heard of wuhan the vi- oh, virology yeah. oh, yeah. covid19 yada yada and then she says we find out this information over a million election workers data their pictures and their family members names addresses whatever is on this server she's like this is a huge deal these are election worker volunteers. Chinese, the Chinese have our information. I'm a poll worker. So mm-hmm. my name and my family and our address may be on their servers. Who knows? Well, I have TikTok, so they probably already have our information. But whatever. I, I'm like, okay, this is crazy. So she's like, we find this information out. We give it to law enforcement, the FBI. The FBI, my perception of the story that she's sharing with us, The FBI turns around and says, Greg and Catherine, we are going to indict you for stealing and hacking these servers. Prosecute the Patriots. And so they have released information to these journalists. They haven't released all of the information that they have. They have more information. They're just doing a few more more things. And um, if this is the first time you're hearing about this, I know it sounds crazy. I yeah. know it sounds absolutely nutty. But if you heard it on the Victory Channel. I heard it on the Victory on Flashpoint, Channel. Those are very, very, very reliable data yeah. sources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, there's an a, attorney uh, there also on, and it was Thursday's Flashpoint. So this is Saturday. Yeah, it was Thursday's Flashpoint. It went an hour and a half. I don't know if you can find it on Facebook, or I'm sure you can't find it on YouTube, but but the Victory Channel has that. She, You can tell she has a hard time speaking about it publicly because she doesn't know what she's allowed to say, or this is the first time she's she's been given, you know, like... You're going to jail. Yeah, like she's like, I don't know what to... You know, we've given that the information... Horrible. Given the information to the FBI, the FBI came back and said, no, you guys are the the crooks here and the thieves and you've stolen and hacked and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, no, it's open source data or something. And and I'm not a tech person, so I don't understand. Um, anyways, so that's a big, big story and it's developing. And all of these small, small magazines or journalists and all, all are picking these, it up. Oh, yeah. We'll and they're it. sharing it with their their tens of thousands of of patriots out there going just tell me the truth well tell you me know the on truth. fox news they weren't even allowed to say the word 2000 mules right. so they're not going to pick this story up no no wow i can't imagine that you're going to hear this on mainstream at all because it's huge once it's again major. this is just hey if, if if there's an fbi agent or if you know an fbi agent you might want to tell them hey if you're a good one you might want to stand up against this shit right it's time to where are the patriots i said mm-hmm. this a couple weeks ago where did the patriots go in the FBI? Within the FBI. Yeah. Because I'm I'm telling you right now, even though there might be patriots in there, patriots in the FBI, I'm going to tell you, I've lost all respect for your organization. Mm, yeah. And I wouldn't care if everyone one of you fired, even if it means the good ones are fired too. Yeah. Collateral damage is what I call that. But this is our country. Right. This is our country. So, I, FBI, you're a joke. 
you're, bu- you're it, you've done nothing but just criminalize mm-hmm. being an American and patriotism mm-hmm. and politics. Really, now I'm I'm done with them. I'm yeah. done with the FBI. I have no respect for them. It's it's an unbelievable it's an unbelievable story um, that's developing, and I'm sure we'll find out more information on it. The FBI raiding a former president's home is unbelievable in itself. Like I said, where's the Patriots? Uh, Why right. didn't they stand up and go, whoa, yeah. I'm not carrying this out. You can fire me, but I'm a Patriot. My country comes first here. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I'm and still the- waiting for him to go into Hillary's place. But Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know I'm joking about it because yeah. we know that that's not going to happen. Right. Um, oh. Is that Webster? Sure is. Haven't well, heard from him in a while. Well, I got one. Okay. He's been gone for a while. <laughs> Sing to me, Webster. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, Webster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This week's ass of the week consists of a board, the Fargo School Board. You heard about anything going on in Fargo and their uh, school board? No, uh uh-uh. uh. So earlier this month, the Fargo School Board uh, made a motion to get rid of saying the Pledge of Allegiance before the meetings. I did hear about this. Yeah. Because of that one woke way, the guy that was kneeling for the, the pledge. Yeah, that was the board vice president, Seth Holden. <laughs> so he is like, okay, of all the asses, he's the true ass, yeah. the truest of the asses. Yeah. But, uh. So here's your headline now. Fargo School Board reinstates the Pledge of Allegiance after national public outcry. So basically, they couldn't stand the heat. They had to reverse what they thought, which, you know what that tells me? They're all cowards. If you really believe in something and you vote for something one way or the other, own it. Mm-hmm. Own it. If you really think the, that the pledge, there's a problem with the Pledge of Allegiance, own it when you say we're done doing it. And then whenever, and then deal with the public outcry. Mm-hmm. No, these bunch of uh, mm-hmm. women parts. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> these bunch of women parts now reversed, and now they're going to allow the national or, or not the, the uh, pledge of allegiance mm-hmm. before their school board meeting. So, a couple pull quotes from the story: After criticism from conservative lawmakers and backlash from citizens nationwide, the Fargo Board of Education on August the 18th voted to reverse course on its previous week's decision to stop reciting the Pledge of Allegiance before its meetings. On August 9, seven of the board's nine members, including four newcomers who took office in June, voted to cancel a previous board measure that was instituted in March before the election. Board, vi- I'm going to read a lot of this because I mean my my floor my my jaw was on the floor as I was reading this. So I'm going to read this. This is going to be kind of a blind react for uh, Hello Jessica, but Board Vice President Seth Holden said at the August 9th meeting that the Pledge of Allegiance was contrary to the district's diversity, equity, and and inclusion priorities. Given that the word God in the text of the Pledge of Allegiance is capitalized. The text is clearly referring to the Judeo-Christian God. Therefore, it does not include any other faiths, such as Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, Holden said, adding that, it, adding that this made the Pledge of Allegiance a non-inclusionary act. <laughs> Reciting the pledge is a non-inclusionary act, and there is text within the pledge that is simply not true, Holden added. 
The statement that we are one nation under God is simply an untrue statement, Holden said. We are one nation under many or no gods. This guy sits on a school board. And of all places, North Dakota. Now, Fargo's probably like the Chicago of Illinois. Fargo's probably a bastion of liberal retards. It is. I'm I'm guessing. I mean, is it's it a, a big? Is it a big area? Fargo, Largo. Yeah, well, it's a it's large. I don't know what the biggest is Fargo, city. Largo. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's Go a pretty on. big town. Okay. For by North Dakota standards. Okay. So, anyway, um, so there's a Republican state senator up there. His name is Scott Meyer. He told North Dakota media outlets last week that he would start work on a school voucher bill draft to allow public money to pay for private school tuition. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I've said that forever. Yeah. It's taxpayer money. It should, it should stay with the kid. Mm -hmm. And if it, it, whenever you have a stupid ass school board, that's just like last year, whenever we forced our kids to go to school with masks, I didn't, but I feel like whatever the money is allocated towards that one student, that student should be able to take that mm-hmm, money mm-hmm. and go to St. Mary's school or go mm-hmm. to uh, uh, the one that Alden goes to. Yep. You know. ACA. ACA. Yep. Or any other private learning institution. Right. Take that money and go. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong There's with not that. There's not a damn thing. All Here's, that does is it creates competition. That's what yeah. the world needs. Yeah, absolutely. Here's a problem I do have with it. I don't like the fact that if ACA received any of that taxpayer funded money, which is out, it, it should be that way, they would be, they would have to follow the state rules if they received those state dollars. And, and I'm not okay with that. I, I don't think that, that they should be held yeah, no, mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't think they should be closed down by the health department just because they received taxpayer money. That's where my kid goes. That should go there. Well, once and, again, anyway, I didn't vote yeah. for one single person at the health department. Right. So I'll be That's damned. Such a good point. I'll be Ugh. damned if I'm going to let them tell me what to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The sheriff can tell me what to do because I voted for him, mm-hmm. or I have at least I have the opportunity to vote for him. Whether I, whether the guy I support wins or loses, which the guys I support always win. <laughs> That's a joke, people. Total joke. I've lost many. <laughs> but uh, there was a conservative commentator that, that made a quote about this Pledge of Allegiance deal. Mm-hmm. And I I read it, and I, he's, he hit the nail so much on the head. This is the quote that he said. The pledge isn't a show of our patriotism. It's an affirmation of our commitment and our loyalty to the greater cause. And that greater cause is freedom. Amen. That is a great line. Mm-hmm. This is a terrific line. Mm-hmm. So they got, they got a, the pledge back in Fargo's school district. That's fantastic. Now, I'm so glad that they had pushback. Now, if we can just get prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. in these school board meetings, that that'd be even better. But you still have it in yours, right? Prayer? Yeah. No, remember? We can't even have a moment of silence. You don't remember this from like? But they pray. But they pray at the school. Not pray. They have a moment of silence. They have at a school. moment of silence yeah. at school. Okay, sorry. I, yeah, I misspoke there. So that's all I got Weird. for this week. Okay. 
Okay. Let me read let me read something from the Liberty Council I think is significant. Okay. I think it's significant. Maybe other people don't, but that's okay. So the Liberty Council, uh, Matt Staver is the CEO there um, or founder. And so he says, active and reserve U.S. U.S. Marines who were denied religious accommodations from the military COVID shot mandate woke up to good news today. Last night, which would have been Thursday night, federal judge Stephen Maryday issued a preliminary injunction in class action to protect them until trial, which is set for November. That's wonderful. That is good. It's wonderful news. That's good mm-hmm. for our that's good for our national security, our safety mm-hmm. as a nation. In his order, Judge Maryday repeatedly referenced the Marine Corps' failure to satisfy the burdens of the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Okay. They've been denied. I mean, they've been denied. We've seen this across the board in the military, um, in the U.S. military. You know, they've been denied exemptions, religious exemptions, medical exemptions. They've been denied any kind of exemptions. Yeah. <laughs> um, only uh, very minimal, very minimal. Yep. I would say less than a thousand exemptions across the U.S. military. Right. So very interesting, huh? Right. It's, yeah. It is so very interesting. We're moving, we're moving forward with, yeah. with these lawsuits and stuff so i'm excited to see what happens yeah for our military men and women they yeah i mean we've lost enough hell my cousin's one on he was Mm -hmm. he was a a very 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 patriotic he's still patriotic Mm -hmm. i mean he loved his job he loved his job he worked with submarines i think Mm -hmm. he was the head dick on one of the submarines oh okay i didn't know they had those but all right yeah (laughs) Right. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what, what do they're call called. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, that's the head funny. honcho. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. Hey, bringing things back to, I guess we're going to circle back to farming if that's all you have. That's you all have I have any- for right now. Okay. Do you have, um, do you have a second to talk about farming and you being an oil producer? Yeah, go ahead. Where are you going with this? Uh, so since oil is, we had a question posed to us. Some of our oil is being made out of corn, right? Ethanol. Ethanol. Okay. Do you think some it's... Some of our gasoline. Okay. So in layman's terms, some of our gasoline is being made out of corn. Some of our gasoline is being made out of corn. Yeah. Do you think it's a waste to use that corn there? Or do you think that we should keep it in the field and feed people with it? Well, one of the biggest misconceptions about ethanol production and corn going into it is that you lose the corn. Mm. No, there's a byproduct called DDGs. And so I, I haul my corn to the ethanol plant in Mount Vernon. Okay. I unload my corn. They take that corn and they, however the hell they do it, ferment it or whatever, and get the alcohol out of it. Okay. They're still left over with corn. Mm-hmm. And that's called DDGs. And semis come pick that up, take it to farms, feed cattle with it, feed hogs with it, I suppose. Okay. I mean, it's not all, it's not all gone. But they take the alcohol out of the corn. Somehow or another. I don't know anything okay. about that process. All right. And then they use that for the ethanol. Yeah, the ethanol. Okay. Yeah, the alcohols. So it's still gas, dual they, purpose. Uh, for, for In layman's terms, they take mm-hmm. the gasoline out of the corn. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Well, that was just a question that was posed to us. Yeah. And then they blend <laughs> yeah. it with fossil fuels, gasoline. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the reason, like, you pull up to a, a gas pump. Some of it will say, this is a... Uh, 15%, 10% ethanol. Sometimes, yeah. Well, E85, that's 85% corn. Yeah. 
corn gasoline. Yeah, you get nowhere on that gas. Yeah, you don't. It's get a lot very good cheaper, <laughs> but you get nowhere. But do I do I think that it should just stay in? No. Mm. Here here's the problem I have with ethanol, and it's a problem I have with anything that's subsidized. Well, it's subsidized. It's not sustainable. Yeah. Self sustainable. If, if it's that damn good, let it stand by itself. Yeah. Okay. You know that's that's what I think. That's- now, am I speaking out of both sides of my mouth? Probably, because. It adds some value to corn. It gives it. It gives you. It gives me another place to go with corn. Yeah. Who will bid up on it when they need it? Okay. So. Okay. And I. I mean, hey, full disclosure, I haul a hell of a lot of corn to ethanol plant. Okay. And hmm. sometimes they got the bid. Sometimes New Orleans has the bid, and I put it on the river down at Mount Vernon and send it down there that way. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But. That's my question. No, I, I don't have anything against ethanol, and I don't really have anything for it just because it's subsidized and i just don't like that i don't i don't like the fact that every one of you that's listening to me because i know you're not schlubs and you get up and you go to work and you pay your taxes i don't like the government steals that money your labor the fruit of your labor they steal it and give it to an ethanol plant i don't like that idea just like i don't like the idea that they steal your hard-earned labor the fruits of your labor and give it to farmers just because well i'm a farmer and then you got guys like me out here who used to not take those payments, but now I do again. Do I take them with pride? Absolutely not. But if I want to be competitive at all with a farmer that's twice as big as me, that's taken these payments, that gets twice as much as I do, I got to do what I got to do to try to maintain a level playing field. I got a family to feed too. But I, if, if, if the government came out tomorrow and said all crop subsidies are done just because you're a farmer doesn't mean you're entitled to anything. You guys are no better than anybody else that works. If you don't like the risk associated with farming, get the hell out. I would be totally fine with it because at that point, we'll let the best man win. I really believe that. Do you think so? It's, it wouldn't affect you is what you're saying. No. With the with the subsidies. Would it affect these larger farmers? Not receiving it would just subsidies. it would make you do the best possible job that you could per acre, and you don't feel like that that happens with the subsidies. They just they okay. So am I getting into a super touchy subject because no, you're kind of hesitant? No, no, okay, no, okay. Like okay, let's say that I farm ten acres, and my neighbor farms twenty. Okay. And a piece of property comes up to rent, cash rent. So I'm going to pay a cash value per acre to rent Jeremy from Panama City's ground. Let's say he's the landowner. He approaches the 20-acre farmer and he approaches the 10-acre farmer, me and my neighbor. My neighbor gets twice as much government subsidy money as what I get. Even though my neighbor might, in this situation that I'm posing here, my his average corn crop might only be 170 bushel an acre. My average corn crop is 175. But that five bushel difference doesn't make up the total amount of subsidy he gets versus I. So he has more money, obviously. Gotcha? Gotcha. He can run the price of that ground. This is just a hypothetical situation, folks. I don't want to, don't start sending me emails at bushelsandbarrels1.com of, oh, this this is unrealistic, or I don't like the way you pose that. This is just totally hypothetical. But, the 20-acre farmer is going to kick my ass 
all day long. Every day of the week, right? I'm going to have to take a much bigger risk you couldn't, than what he will Yeah, you in wouldn't. order to rent that ground at the same amount. Mm-hmm. You can't compete with that. It, it, it I just, gotcha. Okay. That's the thing. But all these Democrats, mm-hmm. I, in, in all honesty, there's Republicans that do it too, come out and say, well, we're going to support the little guy, the little farmer. No, you're kicking the shit out of us, guys. And, and you know what? So I'm sitting here bitching about the 20-acre farmer, and I'm a 10-acre farmer, but guess right behind me is a 5-acre farmer, and he's bitching about me and the 20-acre farmer. You're you're putting the little guys out of business. I, you're just driving them out. It's just wrong. It's not the it's just not the way capitalism should work. It's not the way uh, uh, free market capitalism should work, and it's just, in my opinion, it's not really that American. But Whatever. That's interesting. That's why okay. I always laugh whenever Tony or Cody or anybody, anybody on farm talk on TikTok makes the, makes the jokes, you know, Hey, you, you out there in flyover country, it's not involved in ag- agriculture. You guys got to keep working <laughs> because I want to buy a boat. <laughs> right. That's yeah. funny. That's funny. Yeah. So, okay. In a lot of ways, the, if you want to trace the money, it's pretty easy to trace regarding government subsidies to farmers it ends up in the landowner's pocket why do i say that because the farmer gets the money that's extra money well i'm getting i'm getting the equivalent of 45 dollars an acre from the government i'm just pulling that number out of thin air Mm -hmm. but i'm getting the equivalent of 45 dollars an acre from the federal government for doing absolutely nothing well, hell, if I was going to bid $200 an acre on this property, I'll just get, I'll just bid 245 Hell, I didn't work for that 45 bucks anyway. So where's that 45 bucks end up in the landowner's pocket, the person that actually owns the ground they're renting? And if you're the farmer that owns the ground, that's just an extra 45 bucks an acre you get. So anyway, I don't like subsidies. The oil companies aren't subsidized. Your restaurants aren't subsidized. So... Whatever. What else you want to talk about? Anything? Hell, we've been on here a long time. No, I, I think that I think that's all I have. Well, we I, have a sound of summer. Oh, yes, we do. You realize that we've only probably got three more of those and then summer's over? No, Labor I'm day. not ready for that, okay? Do you I'm think not we ought ready to keep... for that. I'm still wearing my white shorts, period. Done. How about... I'm wearing my white shorts forever. I need... Okay, guys... <laughs> Email us at bushelsandbarrels1.com. What do you think? Should we stop the sounds of at summer gmail.com. at gmail.com? What did I say? Gmail.com. You just said dot .com. Bushels1.com. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> gmail.com. My bad. Do you think we ought to continue the sounds of summer, except instead of call it sounds of summer, call it sounds of fall, and just stay with normal music that Jess and I like? Just keep, it, keep the outros of all the shows like that? Mm-hmm. Or do we just need to go back and keep it special for next summer oh yeah i think we need to keep it special but that's my opinion uh, well, er- i want to he- hear everybody else's opinion yeah. so tell me what to do yeah hey quick starlink update we still haven't got it mounted to the side of the house i will probably try to tackle that while ryan is in harvest and not around so i'm going to try to do that project that'll make a good when TikTok. i am unsupervised yep unsupervised doing screw things it to the rooftop and then i'll have to i'll have to finish a job at 9 30 some night when i really don't feel like finishing it. it works okay it needs to be mounted and we need a mesh system um we've realized that uh the we do need a mesh system to go with it, which is a booster of some sort. So for the Wi-Fi, I haven't. Yeah, we okay. do need that in our home to to keep going and not buffer so much. Yeah. Um, okay. It needs to be mounted so that it doesn't buffer and the signal's not lost. But whenever you have good signal, it works good. It works really great. I'm yeah, for I'm us. very pleased mm-hmm. with Starlink. Even when we don't have great signal and it's sitting right outside the 
right next to the house, we still get good signal. I can still send emails through the computer and all that stuff. And so. full clarification, the only reason mm-hmm. we don't have good signal sometimes is because we have to move the satellite receiver into our <laughs> landscaping so we can mow the lawn. <laughs> so therefore, the landscaping itself Whoa. hinders the, the signal. Did you just say we? Because I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who moves it. No, I move it out. I move oh. it out of the landscaping all the time. You always put it back when you mow I the lawn. Because I, I do. don't mow the lawn. <laughs> okay. Just wanted to clarify. So anyway, we had a we had a Jess has a great pick uh, for the sound of summer. I don't know if it was really me. There was a suggestion. There was a suggestion. By Ross. Ross, a petroleum geologist from yeah. Fairfield, Illinois. Yeah. Thanks for your very nice email, Ross. That was yeah, very, very nice. Very yeah, very, very nice. Mm-hmm. And all the emails that we've gotten, thank you We're so much. We're getting them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard. We get. It's just hard to pick out the ones because you don't want to leave anybody out. And you don't want to read all of them because that's an entire show in itself. Yeah. So thank you, everybody. who We are We are working through them, uh, maybe not responding to all of them. We've got the Bakken over there being completely surveilled up in North, where? North Dakota. North Dakota, yep. And yep. Uh, they've they've all, they've had the drones yep. and the helicopters and all that stuff. We're getting all your emails. Keep yep. them coming. We're, yep, and always are. tell us where you're from. Mm-hmm. We love those. Yeah. Real Man of Genius is another request we've been getting. Like, people are like, oh, that was my favorite. Bring that back. <laughs> so, uh, we are getting them. So, thank you so right. much for your support. Well, we're going to get out of here. Yep. Ross, here you go, buddy. <laughs> Leah Thomas is still a boy. Yeah. You were born an American. Don't forget to be one. Jesus Christ is King as always. Adios, folks. Show me where to look.